Hey guys, welcome to season four of Softball Diaries, and now the moment we've all been waiting for. Hey there, Softball Universe, and welcome back. You know, in a world of constant change, we'll always be there for you. Yeah, I mean, there's something about hearing those words, hey there, Softball Universe, that really brings a warmth to my heart that I've missed so much during those cold winter months, and I know you guys missed it too. I've missed you, Matt. I've missed you, Alex, and, and you know, I Give mean, it up for my co-host, yeah. Matthew Bukovetsky. Oh, yeah, oh. Oh, the, the, the cacophonous uh, applause there. Um, we are super excited for this year. We already played one game. We'll go over that later. Yeah, welcome to the Shishler. Exactly. Mm. Uh, changes everywhere. But, yeah, speaking uh, of change, let's start it off. New studio. Welcome to the new studio. Hope right. the acoustics are all right. Right. It's a little, uh, some hard surfaces, some high ceilings. Might have to do the second segment in the bathroom. Right. Uh, or I'm going to run out. A Great shower. Yeah. Run out and maybe I'll grab your mattress from your room and throw it on top Yeah, let's of get some uh, <laughs> soundproofing in here. Yeah. Um, Don't want to wake the neighbors. Actually, you are yelling. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the elephant in the room, new field. Schistler, it's been great so far. We already played a game on Tuesday, and it was great. Honestly, it I mean this in the most complimentary way possible. It looks like MLB Street Edition, where, like... Oh, it's beautiful. It really is. There's, like, you know, some, like, the urban decay, but, like, in a nice way. And you get the L in the background. It's, it's actually quite majestic in yeah. its own way. New day, new time. Right. Um, Same softball action. Right. But before we get too deep into the changes in the new season, we do want to bring it back. That's what we're going to do on the show. We never got a chance to conclude last year. Yeah. Uh, segment that we're going to call the Off-Season Rewind. Right. We're going to go over things hey, that what? have... Not only things that, that, that's, <laughs> that have happened... Put it back and reverse it. Yeah, be kind, rewind, you know? Uh, but we're going we're gonna to talk about, you know, the maybe some awards... Just discuss, you know, everything that was great from last year. We're going to sum up in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have, it's going to be a four-hour special. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Cooper's going to show up. We're going to take a selfie with him. Yeah. I know a lot of people are upset that we don't have a guest, but we actually got all the guests. You guys just don't know it yet. Yeah, and we're also going to remind people of the wonderful off-season that you may have had. The winter has been kind, I'm sure. Other than February, I actually didn't mind winning this year, but... Alright, coming right at ya. Oh, and the game recap after the offseason rewind? Yeah, I think we should rewind first and then start the season. We're gonna start from the beginning, from the end, yeah. and work our way to the beginning. This, yeah, this isn't gonna be... It's gonna, oh, be, no, like, uh, gonna be like, uh, like that episode of, of, of Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, or like Memento or did whatever. The Simpsons ever, did the Simpsons ever do an episode where they did backwards... They had to. Uh, eh, you know, we'll, we'll, maybe, we'll maybe season that. twenty-four. I don't know. That doesn't count. We're, we're when gonna, we're in season twenty-four, we'll absolutely. We're gonna do that. stop this. And we're gonna Google that. <laughs> and now the off-season rewind. Bring it back now. Alright, that was super nerdy. And speaking of nerdy, I have some. I thought it was cool. Alright, it was cool. It was cool. You know what? Screw that. It was cool. All right. We have some awards from last year that we never got a chance to lay down. Yeah, we never really uh, tied a bow on last season. I know, season. and it's a shame Deservingly because so. it, it deserved one. It really did. Uh, as resident statistician, I've been breaking down the numbers. All of these awards that we're about to go over are all purely empirical 
based on empirical evidence. Yeah, this was like a double-blind study. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Puka didn't know this, the stats, didn't know the players, nobody knew anything. Right. So we're going to start with the... Well, actually, we'll start with the smallest one, and that's the MVP, because nobody freaking cares. Uh, I care. And the nominees. Right. Uh, so I sort of decided to break it down to four people, actually, for this one. Okay, four people were nominated. Uh, in no official order, Gabe, the Gabes... Carry on and Yasky. Black Gabe, White Gabe. Right. <laughs> Sam, Herman, and Reed Kendall, who made a strong push at the end so, of the year. So, Sam ganged the nom, but how many games did he go to? Let's, let's, uh, let's look at the stats here. I'm going to say eight. Uh, he went to eight, yeah. Which I don't think should... It absolutely shouldn't... And Yasky, who would get attendance, played 13. So I guess that's, yeah. a, that's pretty good. Right. Uh, yeah, statistically. Statistically. So, statistically... Reed going at seven, so... Right. Reed was only at seven, but also... I mean, in the end... Wow. We gave this award to Gabe. Yeah. Yasky. I mean, I gave the award to you Gabe. Yasky. Yasky. Sorry. Yasky. Sorry. Gabe Kemion just did a double take. Okay. I'm sorry. I gave so, it to yeah. Gabe Yasky. He led the league... 22 hits. Hits, RBIs, doubles, triples, total bases. Wow. Second in runs on base percentage, uh, slugging, and OPS. Uh, Sorry, Spencer Alley's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, really, like, uh, he had a very strong year front to back. He played well in the field. Perennial, did, perennial top Perennial top all pick. thing. Uh, Sam Herman got our second pick, and that's, honestly, the metric stats love him because he led the league in... Homer's average on-base percentage, on-base percentage plus slugging and OPS. So I think if he had come to more games, maybe even just two more, I think I might have given it to him. Uh, but any, any of those top four, I want on my team. You know, they're, yeah. they're always going to be. You're going to. There's right. going to be some shuffling in the top couple of picks. But. Reed was fantastic at the end of the year. I mean, his slugging was great. He could hit from both sides of the plate. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, um, who do you think is going to get this year? Right. I'm going to put my money on Sam this year. If I was betting, I don't know what Vegas has do you the think odds that at the, right now. The grass field might might uh, give Sam an advantage here. I think it might. You know, I mean, he's always been aggressive on the base paths. Which is going to help him, um, but I think that the, yeah. the guy—I mean, the Gabe's are still going to be there. I'm not sure how much Reed is going to show up this year. I hope he does come. He's on tour until May, oh, I think. Right, so he might just wind up out of it. But the guy that we got to watch now is Zach Rose because he's back. He's back, and uh, as he showed, we'll, we'll get to, get to uh, when we do the game recap, recap. that he. Uh, he definitely left a mark on the game. All right, so let's jump to, uh, I guess it's a bit of a sexist award, but the MVL. Right. Uh, Most Valuable Lady. I don't know. If we have a better name for that, we I we think could. that there's a lot of better ways to approach this, but right. uh, we want to recognize the uh, female... Uh, yeah, the, the, the lady that played the best, you know? And that's the thing is that... The ladies, of course, are always up for the MVP. It's not like they're... It's like the Cy Young Award in which you can be the best pitcher and the best player. Kind of digging ourselves into a hole here. All right, definitely. Okay, I gave this one to Kate Corcoran. Okay, and were there nominations? Yeah, um, I put... in the running So, Katie... Katie Monica. Hot start last year. Right, hot start. Fell off a little bit later. Uh, Stephanie Ricci, Erica Gallagher, both, you know, solid all around. Uh, You know... Ronnie, Ronnie definitely uh, is definitely a participation award there. Yeah, Ronnie played in twelve right. games. Uh, people that maybe just That's didn't get, stuff. yeah, I people that didn't get better. included in this just because they didn't play enough, but I thought played 
well that maybe if they'd shown up more were Vanessa Winters and Natalie mm-hmm. Pesercio. Both play, both had put up good stats, yeah. uh, but not, just not enough games. Uh, Kate batted three seventy five, which wow. is excellent. Yeah, the Cormoran with eight hits in eight games right. and only struck out once, which That's not many people can. She probably, she had a better season than I did. Right, uh, five runs, three RBIs, which is actually right. really good for us. Uh, zero errors that were charged to her. I mean, she might have been hidden in the field, but she, you know, she wasn't making the mistake that cost you the game. I think she does a good job keeping the ball in front of her in general. Like I think she's very confident there. Uh, I gave the second place to Katie. Started really strong, I think, was like, everyone was really amazed with how she played early. Sort of faded at the end, I think it was more of a crisis of confidence as rather than skill. Oh but. yeah, it's a, it was a little of both there, because she started off strong, and then she's ultra competitive, and she really wanted to crush the ball every single time, and then it kind of devolved into, um, let's just say, lethargy. Right, but anyway, she will be missed certainly this year, I really want to see where that was going. My bet for this year, I'm going with Stephanie, only because I think that her pitching will vault her into a more, you know, elevated status as far as the MVL. Interesting. Yeah, I'll go with Erica. I think that uh, the lefty thing (laughs) is going to work really well for her. Okay, and I just want to mention this. She looked good in the first game. Dark Horse, she just played one game with us, but I was impressed with what I saw. Mary Kaskachak? Kaskachak? The Polish... The Polish... Delivery... (laughs) The dentist is actually what her name should be Because she is a dentist I like that as a nickname That's not really a nickname as much as a Okay, Uh, what's the next award? Uh, Well, Cy Young Cy Young, which recognized the best pitcher Pitcher, we should have our own name for that too But this is is something we'll approve of this year, guys The Bryn Hora Right, exactly, exactly The Bryn Memorial Um, This was kind of difficult because there's only four players with more than 10 innings pitched. That's the way it goes. Right. So I gave it to Sam. He led the league in ERA, uh, whip. Uh, he had a 14 to 0 strikeout to walk ratio, which is just great because. Yeah, Sam's all about making contact. Right. Uh, great. And he also it's got. really what you want in a pitch. Pretty much error. all of his outs were ground outs, which means that he was forcing people into ground outs. Aren't like all outs ground outs, though? No, there was actually a lot of pop outs in this last game. I was pretty surprised. Um, people getting under it. Maybe it had to do with the mound. We'll talk about that later. I also had a pretty good year. Definitely can't give myself the award, though. Yeah, Buka, we recognize your uh, stability on the mound, yeah. I guess. I, I, I was I was 6-2, and two, which, of course, is completely random. Hey, I'm confident to throw you out there as a starting pitcher. Sure. Uh, Gabe Carrion, uh, strong year, probably walked too many people, but uh, certainly uh, consistent. In You knew exactly what you were getting from Gabe Carrion. Every time he's took the mound. Yeah. So Cy Young this year? Cy Young this year, I mean, Sam is definitely good, but a dark horse would be Stephanie, I think. She... Yeah? She, there's something about her delivery. It's tough to read, uh, even for good hitters. I mean, she's accurate. Yeah, which is uh, something that a few people are not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think... I'd go with Sam, you know. He's, uh, he's, he's on the mound. Got to take yeah, it from I mean, him. he's just got that, that release, too. It sort of dips on you. It's another tough one to get a read of. Uh, next we're going to go to Most Improved, which... The MIP! MIP. I went with Dan Rowe because I think he ended the year on streaks of, like, two for three. Interesting. A rookie as well. Rookie as but, well. But we, we feel like from what we had in the beginning to what we had in the end, you know, game right. one versus game 162, that really transformed himself into a great player. Right. I also mentioned... Ended with a 666 average, which is to be noted. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, he is just... Solid. He was going to get on base, which was really, I mean, something that I don't think a lot of people were expecting from him. Uh, 
I also want to mention Katie in this too. Not over the course of the year she actually, but from year to year she improved greatly. From somebody that wasn't making good contact one year, the next year she, she got was, to see the table. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this year, uh, there's a couple names I want to throw out. It's real tough for me. I think it's close. I think Yoski. Um, might come through. Bennett had a very strong showing in his first game. Yeah, essentially a non-factor last year. Right. Uh, great, great, great face, but... Yeah, exactly. You're looking for a leadership there. Dark Horse picks for me, Jeff Knight and Kyle Garvey. I think there's room for improvement in both of their game, and I think they both have a chance. Kyle already got a hit this year. Right, exactly. I mean, Kyle is not necessarily uh, consistent, but I think if the more at-bats he gets the better he'll be. Uh, right. So next, uh, gold gloves. This one was tough because... This is for the best fielding. Right. Less empirical stats I have on this. I gave my infield award to Gabe Yasky. Okay. Uh, I, I thought you that, disagreed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think that, that uh, unfortunately, Matt Kay has to be in the conversation here. Um, maybe I'm just blinded by his constant talks of never getting an error. Even he though did get an error last year. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that that was after he said he was never going to get. But he was, I mean, always a good first baseman. Yeah, and honestly, it can be hard to figure out who to give the ball to to be at the first base position. Right, and my outfield award goes to Sharif because whether you like it or not, King Keith Sharif was great in that field. He could run down any ball. He had the arm strength to throw it in. This year it might be a little tougher for him. He had a crazy good catch. That who was right. that? Or was that Yoski? Who had the really crazy catch? I think that was Sharif. It was yes. like Sharif. Sharif had a couple down. of great, get, great plays. He really was just about as flawless as you'll ever see him uh, in the outfield last year. I think this year it's going to be a little bit tougher for him. The the ball's not going to roll as much on the natural grass. So yeah, his speed, value, speed is going to be less of a factor right, there. Exactly, but he will it's going to be about mechanics. Right. So his, I think his decision making, which has always been a weakness in his game, not knowing where to throw to second or third base or something like that, that might be an issue this year. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. The uh, the field might be uh, better for him, less damaging to his body though. Right. Uh, and I for female, I gave it to Stephanie because I think. She doesn't have a lot of range, I but she it. was pretty consistent. And uh, she could make the about, throw from third. What about Vanessa and Vanessa's friend? They both right. were very confident. I think they the were field. both very good. Again, just sort of not enough games. Uh, I forget what her name was. I don't know. I have, I have like an extra sheet, but I don't really want to stare at that thing and talk. Uh, this one is a real award that they give out. In major Shout out to Lindsay, too, who had zero errors last year. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, maybe that should be a good one. Yeah. How you doing today? I'm not doing okay. I'm doing crab in my left arm. I feel like... So this next award, which is a real Major League Baseball award, I love the name so much that I absolutely had to give it out. It's the Rolaids Relief Man of the Year. Yeah, interesting award. This is actually given... A, this is like a purely a statistical formula in the MLB. There's really? no voting. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Well, uh, I gave this award, I decided it would be people with under 10 innings pitched that were the strongest pitcher, and I actually gave this to Vanessa Winters. Vanessa? Uh, she four innings pitched, three earned runs, uh, two whip. She never, she never walked anyone. I just, you know, there's a couple people that played under 10 innings pitched, and they just, you know, not that strong. Uh, I think she definitely deserved it, and she had multiple appearances. It's not like she pitched four innings in a game. It, she appeared four times. And pitched four times, and she was great. Yeah, I'd take her over 
Jonathan Papelbon. Okay. Now, the rest of these awards are our most heavily empirical ones. It's completely stats-based. This one is the Steven Dyson Award for player that is least likely to ever show up again. All right. Uh, and we, the nominees are... The nominees are, uh, uh, I guess, like, Alec, who moved to uh, New York. Alec and, DiCaprio. Yeah. Uh, Katie Delmonica, I feel like, will show up. She'll probably visit back here, uh, even here, uh, even though she's moved to Vermont. Yeah. Um, and Allie will do that, too. Anyway, the award goes to Mike Gerstein, yeah, who we, hasn't moved anywhere. We but. scared him away. <laughs> we ter- we, we called him out on this Mike, very if part. you're listening to this, like, you can come and you can bring a friend or two. We just don't need two SUVs full of uh, people I went to camp with. God, I, I really hope again. you're not, I really I hope you're not listening to this. That was too mean again. That was too no, mean. No, but Mike, hopefully we'll see you out there on the old diamond. Right. And this one, next one, the Kate Corcoran uh, Memorial Award for Best Dressed. Uh, I went purely ironically here, I think, for the most part. Uh, Gabe Sweat shorts, if you guys remember. He, ma- he wears these shorts that are made out of some sort of, uh, looks like towel-like material. Uh, I know Kate certainly hates them. God, I love the, the fashion. Right. Um, and risk taking. Yeah, Andrew Ben Ruby and his apple shirt that has slowly turned from ew, ew, white ew. to brown in yeah, the years. That that, that, uh, that radiant effect there. Right, and uh, lastly, I gave a split to Alex Danoff and Claudette Pumbo for showing up and never bringing athletic shoes, which is you know always a great idea. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you love that uh, the spirit. Sure. Uh, next award, best teammate. Clegger, do you have a best teammate award that you would like to give out? Uh, uh, you know, I like the, the Ben Rubies as a whole, even though Jason hasn't played yet. He would be my dark horse candidate for this year, but yeah, I'd have to give it to Andrew. That guy, his smile, his spirit. I went with two, Akira Wilson, I think was my uh, great one. Great pick. Great, I, I think she's just a great, oh, she'll play anywhere, she's fun, she talks like, the friendliest trash talk, sort of. She's just she's just into the game, which is great. I also gave a... My second was Erica. All right. Uh, Opposite end of the spectrum Right. And the spectrum talk, the, talk the best great, trash Great role. for your bench, Right. Though. Great for your team. Uh, maybe not so great if you're playing against her. She talks some great trash. Sean you, Carr also talks some good trash, You want too. a teammate that's going to talk trash. You need that. Right. Definitely. You're not going to draft for that. And it, it, keeps your, it. it motivates your team when you hear someone out, going out there, going at the other team's best yeah, player. You feel, you feel that trash talk, don't you, Buka? Right. Uh, I do, actually. I'm probably the most susceptible to trash. Yeah, talk. Sh- <laughs> shouldn't have admit that. <laughs> Award for most I would say Buka. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please, I hope no one talks trash on me while I'm doing this podcast, because I will crumble into a heap. Uh, next up is the Roberto Clemente Award, which I've usurped for my Nice Guy Award. Okay, because uh, Roberto Cl- Clemente, famous nice guy. Yeah, he's, oh, I mean, he... We are family. Right. Uh, I gave it to Jeff Knight. You can never, can't get a mean word out of that kid. Maybe you can. I don't know. I don't know what he had to say about Gabe when he did the podcast here. Uh, I think he would. he will reflect on that podcast. Pretty amicably. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, because that's just the kind of guy he is. Happy birthday, Jeffrey. Yeah, happy birthday. You were beautiful that night. Uh, my, my pick for this year, maybe Zach Gross. He's got a chance. I mean, Jeff Knight's always going to be nice, and there's nobody that's ever going to make him beat. Yeah. But uh, Zach, Zach Gross is a pretty cordial guy. Very gentlemanly, I'd say. Maybe yeah. Maybe say. Chivalrous. He's got a face that can launch a thousand ships. I know. He's like the Dodd Draper of our... 
I'm the Don Draper of our thing. Come on. I guess you are Everybody, antagonistic enough. Everyone to be. says that. Everyone's always talking about like, yeah, who's that? Um... The Don Draper Award will be making an appearance this year for <laughs> sure. All right. And lastly, I have the softball. Oh no, we have a couple more. Sorry. Yeah, we have the Hutch Award, right. which uh, on Conan Baseball Reference is given to players that preserve, uh, persevere through adversity. Right. And I had to give that to my co-host, Buko. I appreciate that. You know, uh, knee definitely was hurting last year. This year, not a problem. Yeah, I, I won't be up you, for the Hutch Award this you're year. You're like that think. um that Monty Python character that like gets his arms cut off and yeah, keeps fighting. Exactly. I don't know what's the Black is that? Knight. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm not dead I, yet. I'm it's his only flesh wound. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I went out there on that reference. You know, yeah. no one's ever seen Monty Python before. <laughs> you got to do this next award too. Okay, okay. so uh, the Lou Gehrig Award, which was which is selected by Phi Delta Theta, which is a fraternity. So this is the biggest frat boy, and we're gonna have to give this one to uh, already already award winner tonight, but. Mike Gerstein. Michael Gerstein, yeah. He's a big winner tonight, yeah, actually. Yeah, he's not even really... I don't think he was even in a frat, so that's incredible that he was able to pull that award in. Right, so I got... Now I got my Softball Diaries Award. This is our last one. This is an award for people that we haven't mentioned yet, even though I really like you guys. Uh, my, mine are you, Clegger. I haven't mentioned you with an award yet. I was hoping I was going to get something. <laughs> this is no, our no, podcast. No so Donald Draper Award. Mm-hmm. Maybe this year. Uh, yeah. Steve Ergo. I can't believe I haven't mentioned you yet. I don't. I just didn't know where, where to slot you, yeah. uh, awards-wise. And, He's uh, a great teammate, actually. Yeah. Mark Vaughn, uh, you know, the opposite, the, the guy who hit the ball over the fence the most times, just never, you know, in play, just always. Out of bounds award. Out of bounds. Uh, you have a couple people you wanted to mention, right? Yeah. Merrick. Merrick Loader. God, because... Best name. Is, is there anything that guy can't do? <laughs> he was pretty fantastic. Memorable. Uh, He's memorable. a comedy and pitch model. Absolutely. Chris Forsyth. Chris I Forsyth. Mean, I mean, Even just, without the Solar Motel band. I know, but just, just our John Lennon lookalike. Uh, Alec, I know you're in NYC. I hope you're listening. We love you. We already mentioned him once, though. Did we? Yeah, we did, actually. Well, that, was, that wasn't all my paper. Wrote, that was, that was freestyling, yeah, okay? Was my dark horse for this year, for a person that I'm never going to get to mention, even though I love them, Rohan. I think he's going to show up. Uh, no, we should have Rohan on the podcast, though. We should have Rohan. Rohan is, uh, I mean, he's just a beautiful man. All right. <laughs> so, you know... Put the period down. Yeah. So these are most of the Maybe awards that we're going to be doing. point as the end punctuation for last season. Right. And I'm just saying this. Go out for these awards this year, guys. The, the Kate Corcoran Memorial for Best Dressed. It's wide open. Show me some looks, guys. Show me some looks. Express yourself. Yeah. Like hell. Well, why don't you go home to bed? <laughs> Now that the last season is officially buried and in the ground, uh, never to be spoken about ever again. Yeah, it's over, guys. Let it go. Yeah, let's link the old and the new via a little talk about what happened in the off season. It was winter. It was, and uh, snowed twice. Yeah, I mean, it's not a couple times. It was uh, there was a couple almost didn't happen. But, yeah, uh, seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, February was awful. Really, just way too cold. Shortest month though. True. Happy birthday. To Steph, to Erica, to myself, to Gabe, to Ronnie, uh, others as well. Yeah. Jeff, we already said it, but I mean, that technically didn't happen in the off-season. That's, that's true. It Any other birthdays? Happen. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I do not keep track of birthdays as well as you do, sir. 
uh, movies. You're right. Uh, ex- cinema. Exciting Oscar season. There is some, you know, upsets maybe. Did you uh, Did you see Boyhood? I didn't see Boyhood. God, you're missing out on. It's like the num- It's one of the. Well, there's I was like gonna say 500 movies that. Uh, you won't see? That I won't see. That I always say that I really want to see it. Birdman? <laughs> yeah, I that mean... Was, that was a little clip from the uh, I soundtrack. I mean, when are they going to reward my man? Oh, and Whiplash was great. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try and work in a few Whiplash references. So, so when Buko gets off, you know... I'm going to have to watch Whiplash. Not my tempo, Buko. Not my <laughs> tempo. He's going to throw, throw symbols at my head. It's going to be... <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah, the uh, Super Bowl happened, which I don't know if you guys remember it, but I do. I know uh, Marshawn Lynch does. The Patriots won. Yeah, everyone's favorite team. Yeah. Oh, and Tim Tebow, by the way. Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow. Right. And that's uh, that's the only time anyone would mention Tim Tebow all year. Oh, wait. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. What's pretty interesting is the medium, which you and I have really been trailblazing, which is podcasts, Really had their own moment uh, with the Serial podcast. Did you listen to Serial? I did, though way too late. Everyone had already finished their conversations before I started listening to it. I feel like we can talk about, we can do spoilers and all that shit at this point. Is it a spoiler? Because it actually happened. Oh, uh, true stories. Did like, it happen? I, I think, I, I do like the stories of people with the Serial. They're like, dude, like, I listened to the first four without even realizing it was a true story. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So do you think that Adnan Syed did it? I think he did, but I also think that there's no way you can convict him based on what happened. You know, like, the more I think about it, the I fact think that's a ton that, of reasonable like, it's doubt. like, uh, what was his friend's name? Jay. Jay. They're always like, oh, Jay did it. But like, Jay was just like a part of it. And like the fact that Adnan was really never able to give a compelling argument for why he didn't do it means to me that he right. did it. There's always going to be those mysterious few hours that are completely unexplainable, although everyone else has pretty good alibis. And you know, the phone and the Best Buy. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, I mean, the thing is, the the way that, in the last episode, you break it down, like, he would have had to be so unlucky to wind up not murdering this person and still get blamed for it. But, you know, like, in the end, I, I, I just don't see how you can convict him either. Hey, as a fellow podcaster, mad respect. Mad respect, you know, really good. I probably did just as much research on my MVP thing as she did for her thing, but you know, like I understand that people. Think Actually, that, yeah, that's why the awards yeah. were not given until now because right. Buko was uh, right. really he contacted mm-hmm. like a. Uh, I was asking the, alias, the girl. The I was asking girl. those girls that were walking by us last year that were like being do like, "Do you oh, remember? Do you remember?" And they'd be like, "Yes, I do remember what color shirt." Clegger was wearing that night, and I was like, oh, thank you, this clears everything up. Clegger's like, not up for anything. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, Matt, stop calling me on this payphone. Like, I don't, you don't even know this if I own that shirt. This payphone doesn't even exist. You don't even know if I own that shirt. Don't make assumptions. Wow. Okay, so just in a couple words, who do you got in the NBA Finals? Uh, I want to see Golden State versus the Cavs. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my pick, too. <laughs> Though, I, for some reason, now I'm going Spurs-Cavs, because... Prove me wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Sixers, and, and, lot of Sixers vets in the playoffs, so though. Right. Iggy, Iggy looked strong last night. Yeah, Marie Spates. Um, oh, yeah, Spates is on the team. I don't even remember that. Like, uh, Drew Holiday made a brief appearance. Mike Carter-Williams as well. Oh, yeah. Also, that Bucks team looks so bad. How did they make the playoffs? Because the East is really bad. Or not deep, I should say. Uh, NHL, you got any picks, any insight? Do you even know who's in it? The Capitals lost yesterday. Right. Uh, I'm going to go Rangers versus Blackhawks and say the Rangers win in a series that I really don't want to watch. 
I don't want either team to win. That, that's your hockey talk for you. Ma- Major League Baseball. Oh, baby, here we early. go. Philly's looking awful this year, and I couldn't to be the more surprise excited. of no one. Yeah. Hey, what, what about the bright spot, Odubel Herrera? Right. Uh, he's been the lowered bright spot. Worst thing is watching Ryan Howard. It's just honestly the saddest thing. Hey, in the world. dude, he's getting the bat together now. Yeah. Chase Sutley has actually been even worse. Right. Ryan Howard, uh, plus or minus two twenty batting average over under. I mean, that's got to that, be under. That's, like, right there. Unfortunately, yeah. I'll take the over, but just, like, I'm to like, 223. Yeah. Uh, that's sad. But uh, who you got winning? Um, who's good so far? Uh, the Tigers started off real strong. Uh, Kansas City, shockingly yeah. really good. If they could stop beating players, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I, I'd love to see KC back in it. Right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's so, such a long season. What, the Red Sox aren't going to win this year? Oh, what about the Cubs? The Cubs? The Cubs, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of jokes because their stadium's not ready. Urine. Urine jokes. Yeah. Golden showers. It, yeah. Um, did anything else happen in the offseason? Uh, absolutely nothing. There's literally nothing happened in between. The th- I mean, the, they wait for the news to happen so that we can talk about it. On this podcast. Yeah, it's kind of like the world stays in a stasis. Yeah, yeah. Except for we did, we started off with a theme of change. Now I can say that there was no change. No change. No change happened. Change starts now. That's the picture. You, you see it for yourself. As quite a few of you still listening uh, know at this point, we actually played the first softball game of the year this year, last Tuesday. Uh, and the new field, Schisler Rec, which is right off the Burke stop. Yeah, uh, it was a, a new game, a new day, a new... I don't know where I'm going with this. So, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll pick it up from there. I see the visual cues. I see what you're putting down. Uh, yeah, so it rained a lot the day before, and this is not a turf field. You know, you could play at the old Geesey field, like, probably right after a rainstorm, and it would not care, it would not matter, but, well, you know... Your feet that, would get a little that, wet, it's a, it's a living, organic thing. I know. The Schisler. Even Even the dirt. Which I guess was living too, because it's organic matter. I'm right. Sure. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna learn Same. how to groundskeep this year, guys. I'm actually kind of excited about it. Yeah, there's that thing that you see the the Phillies pull in the seventh inning that they have one of those, and we're there. You guys were doing it. I didn't try it. No, looked, Zach Zach Gross was doing it. It looked actually kind of hard. I, I like you sort of don't yeah. think it's gonna be hard. It, it, yeah. It, it drags it. As long heavy, as it doesn't rain, item. I think that if it rains on the day of, I don't think we're going to be able to play there. But otherwise, this the field is very nice. Yeah, and I think that will work out. Great facilities. Right, yeah. And, you know, we have real stands that we can sit on. The field itself is quite pretty. Uh, the background is nice. Yeah, I think that... Well uh, lit. I think that there is going to be changes in terms of how we play the game. But overall, I'd say the feel was the exact same. We had 18 people show up. It was 909 action, and it was hot and heavy. Right, and I think I think this is something that we're going to... We're going to adjust to the field eventually. Yeah. Uh, you know, we so, started promptly. We probably started at 8.15. Right. We got yeah. in almost six innings. Right. We could have easily gotten six innings in if we had... Uh, just, I don't know, the groundskeeping issue that we were sort of just figuring out on the fly. Yeah. And something that uh, I, I realize now that why I liked the, this backdrop so much is because we had an actual sunset. Normally we get there when the sun's already down, but it was it was really great to play a little bit during the the uh, 
lit hours. Yeah, I think just in general, it's nice being there early because then we, we actually, a couple of us went out and got some drinks afterwards and it's not going to be too late past our bedtime uh, to, to be able to hang out, bring back the, the joy of softball, the camaraderie. Yeah, we could walk to El Bar if we wanted to. We walked to El Bar, Loco Pez is where we went, you know, always fun, good margaritas. Uh, but let's get to the game. All right, so the captains were fittingly you and myself. Right. Uh, should we call this the Softball Diaries Bowl or something like that? Uh, yes, we should call it that. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was leading Team Razzle Dazzle. It's a very interesting mix of players that showed up. There was a mix of veterans, old veterans, mm-hmm. new veterans... Uh, and also new people, new faces. Right. Uh, th- people that are excited to be there. Right. Shout out to Mary Kasachak that we mentioned earlier. Who, uh, who is she? She's Bennett's girlfriend. And who's, uh, who's Bennett? <laughs> well, Bennett played some last year. I know. I'm just for the folks at home. Okay. Well, for ben- the first time, Bennett, catch ben- up with all the characters. Uh, Bennett, I guess, knows Stephanie, but also works with Stephanie and used to work with Lindsay. Uh, right. So he Stone. works with Stephanie. He's right. not, he doesn't like. Does he know her outside of that? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think they knew each other beforehand. Hmm. I have to fact check. Is he, is he in uh, what's that band, Mumford and Sons? Yeah, he could be though. I'm sure he's very offended by that comment. Um, oh, is he? A, is he a music? Uh, he's a mu- yeah. He's a music teacher there. Okay. He's, he does. He does a lot of. Um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's uh, avant-garde type music. Uh, maybe that's insulting to him too. Uh, other people that showed up that were new, um, Justin Scher, uh, he's more of a hockey player, uh, Steph and I know him from hockey, but he was, he was definitely good in the field. Big body. Yeah, yeah, um, Max Holland, I think that was his name. Great sideburns. Right, uh, friends of Kyle Garvey. Yeah. Showed up. Uh, he said that he was rusty, I think he shook the rust off pretty quickly, but hey, uh, you can hide that rust in the first game because we were all a little bit rusty. Right. He he had some nice catches and also showed some promise with the bat. Yeah, it's definite good see, promise. It's good to see Steve Ergo, Andrew Ben Ruby, Gabe Carrion, um, Steph, Sam. It's good to see Dan- Taylor. Taylor, who Taylor? didn't oh, play yeah. much last year, but was a p- there a couple times. You know, she yeah, showed up. It's great to see Dan Rowe show up. Yeah, Dan Rowe. Looking forward to a great season this year. Is what right. I'm trying to say. I think that's. That's obvious, too. Uh, but the game itself, uh, we were all very rusty early, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, adjustment to the field was tough. You know, the lights are different. Yeah, we're going to have to figure out the mound situation. The mound right. was a, 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 a stopping mess, but it didn't really affect the game once we made like a small change in the first. Right. Even umpiring was a bit... Yeah. Because it's there's, be... there's sort of a slit in the back of the... There's, there's a, a tarp covering the back of the thing. So yeah. usually, last year, we would just call balls and strikes from behind the backstop. This year, it would be harder. You'd have to stick your head through the little vagina. I uh, enjoyed it. I uh, felt, you really did. I you felt, kept on me. right at home there. Yeah. Really a birthing canal. Uh, call balls and strikes. Uh, but, you know, we'll probably figure that stuff out. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, and I felt like it was a little bit harder to pick up the ball rather than at, versus at um, Geesey. Yeah, I think, but I think that's something that'll just be adjusted to. I think. Yeah, I and, like, and it's just saying this. It like, wasn't if like if you if you come there expecting the full Geesey experience, you're gonna get Schistlerd. Right, and Geesey <laughs> uh, Geesey had an interesting light situation too. Sometimes light would be. So I think we'll just adjust, and I don't think it's gonna be a big. The deal. lights. Uh, bring a hat if you can. Yeah, yeah, maybe some eye black. This is this is the year the eye black happens. But guys. the lights at the lights at Geesey are really awful mm-hmm. as well. I'm gonna bring put my favorite Bible verse in my eye black. I'm just sure. gonna do it, just show up in full blackface. <laughs> oh 
God. Just uh, no, but for for the sport, like you know, athletically speaking, here, athletic, <laughs> purely <athletic>. necessary. <laughs> uh, I can't even say it. All, All right. right. So uh, the game started off uh, slow, but there were some really good defensive gems. Uh, Max had two catches in the outfield, right. which are probably equaling the total amount of catches that remained in the outfield last year. Right. Justin Schur. There were actually were. This is something that's to be said. There were more pop outs than ground outs, which is very unusual. Uh, I don't know if it has to do with the distance of the mound and stuff like I that. I think, yeah, I feel like grounders are not, like, right. uh, the field is, is definitely a little bit larger, and, uh, you know, we don't have that artificial turf, so the, the, these balls are taking bounces. Yeah, and I'm just going to say this, guys, let's let's go to the batting cages, let's work on our swings, where I think all of us were not happy with the, our play. At the I think that Zach Rose was probably pretty happy with his. Yeah, he but had, he, had, he, had, he, had he struck game. out, he missed a couple that he was right he on He could have had a of. home run, he stopped at third. He did stop at third, because... He said because of, you know, he wanted to give his teammates a chance to bat him in, get those RBIs. He also said that, uh, you know, he was being a good sport, but then your team sort of, nobody was covering home and took a run, and yeah. then he realized that this isn't a game for ninnies. Interesting. Yeah, I actually touched them all at a home run. Chalked that one up. I chalked it up as an error, according to the stats. Hey, it was a strong pop-up to third that was <laughs> that somehow there was just a... just a short left center There was field. a throwing error at second, which was kind of a strange Right, so what happened... Overthrow. So this was... Uh, the game was 1-1 at the time, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you hit the ball. Dan Rowe, who uh, I feel like is lacking confidence in the field, too, uh, came under it. He messed up the catch. Uh, and then compounded the error by trying to make a play at second, which wasn't very smart. And the ball got by the cutoff man, by the second baseman, and by the backup man. Rolled yeah. all the way to the fence by first base, allowing Cuggar, who's pretty... Do you think I should have just stayed at third at that point? Do you think it was it was uh, rude of me to take, to take home? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say that it's in a gray area in which I'm okay with you taking home. Uh, you can, you know, you could say like take one base maybe in that case because it is. I did. I made a throw from the wall and I actually had to throw it over the fence to get it to home. It was very. I was more proud of myself and less upset that it ended the up being thing like it wasn't like a bang bang play, but it was closer than I expected at right. least. Great throw, right? So I think that's a that's a gray area where you know if if you feel like stopping, good for you. If you go home, you might get a, some hisses from the other team, but also acceptable. Yeah, so it stayed a 2-1 up until the 5th. Right. Um, and, and at that point, kind of a whole lot of right. like... And you, uh, you, you thought this was a very big deal, what happened in the 5th. Yeah, well, it was a, it was a co- compounding of a lot of problems which had, which had plagued Gabe Carrion's pitching throughout the night, and maybe just throughout his whole career, really. Inability to find the strike zone consistently. Right, so he's always had the thing that he has trouble throwing being a pitcher because he doesn't have a target. You know, no catcher back there to like present him a target. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, he's... He threw way too many balls the whole night. Right, he threw too many balls. To everybody. Right. But he had, maybe he changed... I think he changes his style depending on the player, which is a little bit like... I like a more consistent delivery. I think everyone would. Right. But because he seems like he doesn't struggle throwing to some people, but generally he's he throws balls to just about everybody. Right. Uh, he, throw, he, he walked four people, so it wasn't like it was just Sam. But when Sam Herman came up, his team down a run... He was the leadoff hitter in that. There might have been two outs, or uh, no, no, that was lead the leadoff off, hitter. Leadoff, leadoff. Uh, he got five balls that weren't close. They were the, the, none, none of, of them. None, were, of the, none of the pitches thrown Sam were close. Sam ended up just swinging, swinging at, at, at three straight. Ball. Yeah, struck out. 
because um, he just didn't want to get walked. Yeah, uh, there, there was some frustration voiced audibly. And I think that Carrion felt that. I thought that Sam striking out there as opposed to taking the walk was probably the spark plug that your team needed to, to mount a rally because Carrion felt that, I felt like. We definitely got in his head. Without a doubt. A combination of Sam and myself, you know, just really giving it to him for not throwing my best batter a pitch to hit. Not that I don't, I don't even think that he was trying to do that. I don't know. I, th- I just think that he's just trying to, when he sees a good batter, he's not trying to just put the ball over. He's trying to be a little bit too fine, maybe. You know, yeah. just he's just overthinking it uh, just a tad bit, right? Yeah. It's, and Sam taking that walk, and I don't think he's trying the tying yeah. run. I don't think he's trying to pitch around Sam as much as he's just trying not to give Sam a meatball. Uh, so, I mean, it's it sort of stunk that way, but we got in his head. And Karen still gets the K, though. He does get the K. Next up was Dan Rowe, who was eager to make up for his fielding error. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Sam should have seen the heart of the lineup was up. You don't yeah. want to make it out there. Right. I mean, that, I mean, that's the thing. I was imploring Sam to just take the walk because we needed a base runner. But Dan Rowe came through big. A double. Uh, sort of, you know, he is sort Where of... Where was that ball hit? Uh, it was, I think, up the middle, but it went to Kate, who I... You guess he went for, uh, I think it went to Kate, or maybe yeah, it was... Yeah, a theme I saw in the outfield, people playing too deep. I think that right. we, we can bring people right. in and, we and can not bring be pe- afraid. We can bring people in because the ball's not going to roll away. F- it's not going to roll to the wall here. Like, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to stop after a couple bounces. Exactly. So, but... took full advantage of your team playing back yes. because the next batter was Zach Gross who hit another double. So back-to-back doubles tied the game and then a couple batters later Bennett hit the get what would eventually be the game-winning run. Yeah. Another double again I think somewhere up the middle just generally your team was uh, a little bit too passive in the field making sure no balls went over their head when maybe should have been a little bit more aggressively played. But, you know, I think that's uh, something that we'll just figure out as the season goes on. Um, you know, I think that the game was actually ended out ended up being pretty well played by the end. I feel like everyone, everyone had a good time. Right. I think Perfect was, amount of people, lots of action. Right, and the, exactly. Everyone got a chance to play. I mean, I, I thought... I you, think you pitched well. I, yeah, pitched I let every, well. We had four Zach pitchers. Pitched. We had four pitchers on our team. Who was the four? Who was the last guy? Sam. Sam. Oh yeah, Sam. Sam, Sam kind of got lit up. <laughs> <laughs> Only what? Yeah, there was. The, he, he gave up the <laughs> error home run I'm to you. Just, I'm very, uh, very self-centered here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just but, talk about it. Let's just talk about it. <laughs> Sam, Sam, for the most part, was pretty good. Actually, my entire pitching staff. Very proud of everybody that. Pitched. Yeah, I was bring up the stats. Oh, there they are. Right. Uh, so myself, Steph pitched. Steph was the only one that pitched more than one inning. But I think everybody did a good job. The Gabe's combined for two hits on five at bats. Right. Uh, definitely. If we're, if we're gonna say anyone looked rusty, the most rusty was definitely Gabe Yasky. Feels that I think that he kind of just wants to set up the uh, you know the comeback yeah, story. I, th- I think, and I think he was just uh, maybe a little bit, maybe also a guy that wanted to do a little bit too much. He really wanted to hammer the ball, get the first home run ever hit at Schistler sort of thing. Oh, yeah, and we he, should talk about that. I think that uh, if you have a lefty power hitter, could probably <laughs> nudge it over the fence there. I think that's a call out to Reed Kendall to show up. And uh, He's not even a lefty. He's, he's not. He did hit a home run lefty last year. Yeah. Who other power hitter? Erica? Do we have another lefty? I don't think we think we had another lefty in that game. Uh, Brian Nevison? 
<laughs> right. Devison, who bats righty. Okay. Well, he's still a lefty. <laughs> he is a lefty. Yeah. All right. Uh, so maybe Zach, Zach Rose only hits the ball the other way. So yeah. maybe he's got a chance. Yeah. You're, you're pretty you, – you do a center field shot, though. You I do a center field. I'm now dead on center field. Uh, yeah. If, if a ball ever gets hit off the wall, I'll be very happy about that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's a target for us to aim for. I mean – you know, I, th- I think that this uh, the field sets up nicely as something that we really... I, I honestly, like, we got so used to it, but having that turf where the ball, any gapper, was a home run was kind of annoying. Like, it really was. I'm looking forward to, like, those being doubles or triples now. Like Yeah, it makes you feel better about just right. how the game's going. Right. And like, I, th- I think that forcing us to play on, like a, like, a grass field will actually get better because we won't have that perfect... You feel and you have to make those throws because they won't bounce and roll forever. Sure, I mean Zach Gross came close to hitting a home run. Probably should have been a home run, but he really hit the ball down the line hard over Taylor's head in right field. Like mm-hmm. that was that was legitimately a shot. So like it wasn't just a ball that skipped. It was so it. final score game one. Team Razzle Dazzle. Right. Five. Uh, team Toilet Water. Two. 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 And uh, the thing is... The game should have ended at 3-2. The game should have ended at 3-2. I've decided now any innings we play will be kept statistically. Get used to it. That's the final answer. Nobody nobody really wants to stop playing, so it's it's fine. As your stats czar, which I am the stats czar, deal with that too. That's a final decision. Unless someone can convince me. Maybe ice cream could be involved. Hey now. Season four of Softball Diaries, the uh, premiere episode is in the books. Right. I know we missed the like premiere week for Sunday stuff, but uh, you know, yeah, look forward to us. I mean, everybody. that has to do with the fact that HBO was really dragging their feet on negotiating the uh, the miniseries rights to Softball Diaries. That's right. Uh, look forward to it's that. It's all there. The storylines are all there. This is more complex than Game of Thrones, I yeah. assume. <laughs> yeah, more people will be stabbed this year. Yeah, this is like a mix of Veep meets Silicon Valley meets um, Eastbound and Down. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And there's tons of games with their own storylines in this shit. How, how come there hasn't been a great oh, you're you fucking know out moment? You know how what? has there not been a great you're fucking out you moment? You know, I would just describe Softball Diaries as being Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> Entourage meets Sex in the City. Or are those the exact oh, same yeah. show? <laughs> there's quite a, there's quite a few girls references. Sure, girls. Uh, I'm I'm a lot like the Adam character. I think right. Uh, Better Call Saul definitely involved. In Ooh, this one. yeah. You uh, think Last the, Man on Earth? The move to Burks would be a little bit more Breaking Bad esque. Yeah, yeah. Although I guess from Temple, it's not it's not right. noticeably. Uh, yeah, <laughs> those are the shows that are the Wire. In? The Wire. Just, just random shows, just pulling them out. Yeah, all the shows you enjoy, they're exactly like softball diaries. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this season is going to be amazing. I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure. Uh, Let's talk about the point oh one percent. The point oh one percent of me is scared that it's going to rain a couple times right before game time. Uh, lose momentum. That's it. That's the only thing that can derail us. So you know, do your normal thing that we do every year softball, which is get out your you know get the let out. Yeah, just you know, pray to whatever god you feel necessary to just keep that rain in them clouds. You know, rain on Wednesday. Tuesday is too beautiful a night for rain. Night fever, night fever, night fever. Oh, ow. You know how to do it. 